This is Olga Kirschenbaum with nine minutes of Creative Wisdom Podcast, where creatives share their wisdom. It is six questions in nine minutes because creatives have a short attention span. So let's get to it. In a few sentences, tell me who you are and what you do. Hello, Olga. Hi, everyone. My name is Carol Glover. I'm a maverick maker. Um, I describe myself as a ginger punk inspired maverick um, from the Isle of Man, one of the smallest nations in the world. Um, I've been an international leader, I've been a retail leader, I've been a chief executive of big organizations, and now I coach. Um, I coach executives, leaders, founders, emerging leaders, um, and I help them to think differently, be super productive, and absolutely love change. Love change, love challenges, love the opportunity that comes out of crises. So um, that's what I do. And, and my other passion is that I love to mentor young startup business people. And I love to learn from them. That is my absolute passion. Thank you, Carol, for being on. So what is your favorite part about being a creative leader? Well, um, it's very simple, actually. Um, I love to help others astound themselves. That's it. And to astound yourself, you have to go beyond what you know already. You have to step outside of yourself. So I do that. And I do it by way of the maverick mindset, which is my thing as a maverick maker. So first of all, embrace my misfit, embrace your authenticity, embrace your uniqueness. Secondly, be gritty and determined. Don't let people put you off. Don't let people deviate you. Be true to, to, to that misfitness of your own. Learn how to connect with the flow that lives within you, with the mastery, with the knowledge, the special knowledge that you have. Um, be very, very productive. That is one of the misnomers about Mavericks. We are very productive people because, to be quite honest, we like the fun stuff. So the, what I like to think technically is crap. We just do it, we get it out of the way, we get on with the fun. That then brings me to the two final bits of this, which is number one is attitude. And your attitude has got to be, I can do this, I've got this, I want this, I'm gonna get it. That's always been my attitude. And the way I do all of these things is I think differently. And therefore I help other people think differently. So that in a nutshell is how I help people astound themselves. That is beautiful. So there's so many tips there alone. Thank you for that. Pleasure. So I speak to a lot of creatives who avoid the money side of business. They'll do pretty much anything to avoid it. Tell me your thoughts on that. Well, I'm a little bit different in that respect um, because I have been, I did a business degree and it had quite a, an amount of accountancy in it. Um, and I love mathematics. I love figures. Um, I'm highly creative, but I love figures. So I don't shy away from money. And I've been a chief exec, up to chief executive in my in my life. So I've I've had full financial accountability for big businesses. However, I am so far from perfect as regards my own business, because this is where the dilemma comes in. I'm extremely excellent at looking after other people's money, but in terms of 
the carol and how to value carol and how to price carol and how to know what carol and her knowledge are worth that has probably been the single hardest thing of my um transferring from being a business a corporate an entrepreneur to having my own business and being an entrepreneur olga and, and i won't make light of that it's been the most uncomfortable difficult and hard piece so if anyone is listening and they are feeling the some similar pain points about yeah. valuing themselves and kind of buying into that because that's yes. really the trick there, do you have any tips for them? I do actually. And um, the biggest thing of all is is to be true to what you believe you're worth. You know, it's very tempting to do that funny little high voice and then undervalue yourself and say, well, is this all right? Is this amount right? Uh, but it's wrong. It's wrong. And I've learned it the hard way. And the really great way is some of the young people I mentor have given me more advice on this topic because they've started from a blank piece of paper. Whereas I've started from a, oh, this feels like a lot of money I'm asking people for. But actually, they're getting, because I forget that I've been an international business leader, a chief executive, big organization. I forget all that. And I just rock up as me, Carol. Whereas, um, so, so think about your real worth. Think about what you bring. Think about what is unique about you. Get that value right. And don't worry about the money bit. I mean, I had this, and I'm, okay, I'm embarrassed to admit it. I'm going to tell you. I had one recently where when I quoted somebody, what I thought was a quite a lot they said to me is that all and I thought oh dear I won't do that again yeah that's really good advice I think mm. if you write down all of your experience that has brought you to this point it's a really great way to have a starting point of a fair price point for yeah. both people involved and if you do get a response like that that is that all that is definitely a sign to raise your prices mm. so who are the creatives that you admire or have inspired you on your journey well, I hope um, that this will be a very untypical answer because it's me. But the first two, um, I'm not sure one of them is super creative, would be my mum and dad. Uh, my mum was a hairdresser. My mum wrote poetry. My mum performed on the stage. My mum shoved my sisters and I out to do um, amateur dramatics, drama, acting, poetry reading, going in spelling competitions, which doesn't sound very creative, but being creative to me is about having a lot of confidence to be yourself and do the things that you believe are right and to inherently trust in your own instincts and you, you know what, what resides inside you. So my mum was big at that. My dad was a person who was very sporting and he believed we any, his, his daughters could have anything they wanted if they wanted it enough. So those are two, I think, really important tips about being creative. Um, in terms of people who've influenced me, I love reading. And I was trying to think, oh, if Olga says to me, which author? I don't know. I just love reading. I love that place that reading takes me to. Um, mm. It's almost like going on holiday when I read a book because it doesn't matter where I am. I'm, I'm not anywhere. I'm just in the book with it. So I love that. Um, I love music. And we're going to talk about that a bit later. But in 1977, I met the, one of the greatest creative influences in my life. I didn't meet them. I, I heard them for the first time. It was a band at that time that was called The Jam. And the leader of it was Paul Weller. And he was, he's the same age as me. And he has, I have followed him all of my life since. Um, I 
I have um, a book of his lyrics, which he signed for me a couple of years ago, which was incredible. When he actually played the Isle of Man, this is even more staggering. But Paul Weller has reinvented himself. He's carried on following a path. He hasn't followed a path. He's taken pivots, deviations, zigzags. He's done what he loves and he's been great at it. So he's someone who's really influenced me. Um, in terms of true creatives, when I worked in, in um, the UK, I headed quite a big business when I was in my late 20s. And we worked with advertising agencies in London and Paris. And there I met really great creatives. And when you meet people like that at a very young age, you get to learn. If you've got a growth mindset like me anyway, you, you learn. So they were great people to be with. Um, in 1997, um, the, another big influence on me, and every time I, I bring this out, I want to cry because it so influences me, is the Apple commercial called Think Different because my thing is about thinking differently. Um, and, you know, it's the one about all the, the crazy ones. Yeah. Um, and it ends with saying the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who can. So that advert, everything in it, and Steve Jobs' attitude, in, in he voiced the original. It wasn't the one on TV. And then the last person who has sustained me for 20 years is Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day, who is my, he is the ultimate being true maverick misfit that exists in my world and has existed. And, you know, I've been and I've dragged my husband all over Europe to see Billy Joe Armstrong and Green Day um, because I just feel at one with him. I think he's my muse. He's that person that inspires me to look at things in a certain way and see them and do things differently. I so, love that. Yeah. Green Day was actually my first concert. Was it? <laughs> yes, oh, it was. Wow. When was that? Oh, goodness. Uh, I will have to get back to you on that, oh. but I was in middle school. <laughs> wow. Oh, so quite a while ago then. A while well, ago, yeah. I'll tell you about my first Green Day concert because I didn't see them for a long time. I loved them. I adored them. I took a big job in 2004 when American Idiot came out, I think it was, and I didn't go and see them. And I always regretted it because I really, um, anyway, I chose the job instead of my music, which is a mistake I wouldn't make now. Um, okay. Anyway, when I, in 2010, I'd moved on. And in 2009, they played in Manchester. And my youngest sister, who knew I regretted not having seen them, and she, she got me a ticket, but she also got tickets for the other sisters who live in the British Isles. So we all went together and it was in incredible. But what was even weirder was that they played the first track. And then, and this is... Um, 21st Century Breakdown, it was the album that they just brought out. And they played the title track. And every time that intro comes on anywhere, this is what happens to me. And I just do this, it's hilarious. The second track, Billy Joe Armstrong jumped off the stage, ran, this is like a 20,000 seater auditorium, ran along the front, ran up the stairs. And there was a young boy on the, sitting on the seat across from me and Billy Joe Armstrong got him to play, got him to play the guitar. And I was standing next to him going like this. <laughs> and, um, anyway, there is a, I don't know where the picture is now, but it was in the paper the next day um, of me just looking like the most shocked person on the planet. But it that. was ace. So that was my grief. First, that was the first time I ever saw them, but I've seen them lots since. 
That's amazing. Mm. So let's move on to the next question. Yeah. What is the one piece of wisdom or advice that other creatives should know? Um, well, this piece of advice comes from another. This is possibly someone who is a major creative influence on my whole life. And, and that's Shakespeare. Um, because I don't believe that any stories that exist in the world don't exist in Shakespeare. I think that he's one of the people who documented most of the great stories that ever existed. And in Hamlet, Polonius says to his daughter when she's leaving, to thine own self be true. And I love that line. I believe it. I live it every day. And if you want to be truly creative, you need to be true to yourself in that way. And I would put alongside that the quote from Lady Gaga about you only need one person in a room to believe in you. And that's right. So be true to yourself, creatives. And the greatest thing about the online world um, is that there are people like you watching you and looking at you not all of them but you have got the biggest opportunity if one if, if, if point one of a percent of the people in the world are like you how many millions is that so you're not actually alone even though you think you're a bit of a misfit maverick i love that that's really beautiful so now the most important question of the podcast <laughs> kakaya basha nubima musica or in english what's your favorite music um well i think i've already said the word at the start here i love music i've absolutely adored it all my life it's punk and it's punk for the following reason it's about energy it's about attitude i i said about tim hearing the jam in 1977 but i've seen the sex pistols i've seen the stranglers i've seen the damned in their heyday um you know lots and lots of and lots of bands that you won't have heard of because they, they all came i never saw the ramones that was a very big regret of mine i adore the ramones um but that was a big regret but the big thing about this the punk era it had been a lot of um engineered sort of music around in the early in the early 70s and it went into disco and i love disco and i i haven't mentioned him but i'm going to get him in not in the connection with punk but nile rogers is another of my idols but he's not a punk but he's a great genius influence as well but um a lot of that music was engineered and then these people came along who were kids like me who you know had just picked up a guitar taught themselves to um play it written the most outrageous lyrics anyone has ever seen i mean i'm in the uk In 1977 our queen had her silver jubilee the number one record that weekend was god save the queen by the sex pistols and no one would play it because they thought it was abusive to the queen and this was you had to be there you really had to be there but this thing about my misfit and maverick attitude i had to i have um i'm pointing over there i have a, a chart of all the things about the maverick mindset and right next to attitude it says think like a punk that's what it says so these were working class kids who who got on that stage did their thing did it brilliantly gave me the most amazing energy to be what i could ever be and so why on earth wouldn't it be punk and billy joe armstrong is still doing it in green day and and any other punk bands that i can see i love that Well, thank you, Carol, for being on. What's the best way for the listeners to connect with you? Well, thanks, Olga. Well, I, I, I'm quite big on LinkedIn, and um, I have got a website, Carol um, Carol Glover Coaching dot com, 
Um, I have a couple of podcasts that are on them. I have a, a podcast that's on um, Apple, Spotify, and Google, and that's called What, uh, what Makes a Maverick. Um, when the pandemic was on, it was called What Makes a Maverick in a Crisis, but it's What Makes a Maverick. And it's me telling the stories about the events of my life that have shaped it. But also it's driven by what you can learn from my experiences, because I'm, I'm huge in learning. Learning has been my thing. It, it, that is probably the biggest creative force within me. So I think that's it. I started a, a little YouTube channel, which I know um, Olga's had a little look at. But um, I'm hoping to expand that. So um, hopefully you'll see a bit more of me on there. And then I've just um, started a little TV show on an Isle of Man online TV called Queen TV. And it's called Shed Talks from my shed in the garden. So. Fantastic. Well, this is Olga Kirschenbaum with nine minutes of creative wisdom podcast where creatives share their wisdom. Make sure to check out my blog at fragstoverichesconsulting.com to get money insights you haven't heard before.